guys. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Connie, and I'm so glad you're here. This is the Weed, Seeds, and Beautiful Things podcast. It's a podcast that's not about gardening or growing marijuana, thank God, but is about how to walk in radical faith in full submission to God and how to handle the difficult seasons of life and all of the twists and turns of the everyday journey that can drive us nuts. I am so glad you're here. Join me as we dig into the word and find hope and confidence in Christ. Hey friends, welcome to the Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. Today I'm going to be talking with you about humility. I'm going to be sharing a story with you from my own personal life and then sharing some thoughts with you that I have been coming to, some some truths, some revelations, some understanding and insight as I myself journey through learning to submit and learning to live this life in a humble manner and what that actually means. I'm going to start with a quote from the famous A.W. Tozer. It says, God can use no person greatly until he has hurt him deeply. I think this is a very true statement. Because in sorrow and in grief and in loss and in pain and in turmoil, in the dark night of the soul, we see who we really are. And sometimes that's a very ugly thing. But I think it's a mercy of God that we get the opportunities to see. Because when we see who we truly are, then we come to the place where we can truly choose. And although we may choose many times throughout our life, depending on the circumstances, it never becomes less precious to have the gift of being able to see ourselves as we truly are. Because when we see ourselves for who we truly are in our broken and wretched state, then if we ask the Lord to give us the ability to see him in his true light for who he truly is, and we put those two people and we compare them together, the Lord and ourselves, we then can be truly amazed at what a truly wonderful, merciful, gracious God that we serve. How he bears with us. How his mercies are new every morning. And even when we turn and we fight and we run and we complain and we fall into sin and temptation, yet, as it says in Isaiah 30, 18, the Lord waits to be gracious to you. We serve a God that is unspeakably loving. And in his love, he is just. And he has set the bar high for his children. And he will not lower it. And we spend a majority of our lives fighting against this holy God. We fight against him in our sin. And we fight against him in our questions. And we fight against him in our resisting. And we fight against him in our control. 
but out of his perfect love, he will not lower his bar. He knows who he created us to be, and he will not budge until we surrender and submit ourselves to become that very person. And that very person comes about in the crucible of pain, in the fire of torment, and in the pressures of opposition. I don't know about you, but I myself think that children are holy sandpaper. God gives us the specific children that we need with the specific personalities that we need for them to have and the, and the sin um, characteristics which they struggle and their passions and their weaknesses are all purposeful. God has given me a precious daughter. She's almost four currently, and she is a spitfire full of pitch and vinegar, I tell you. But I know that the Lord has given her to me to rub off all of my rough edges. And through parenting her and being so many times at a loss and in a place of just sorrow. She's a highly sensitive child, but she's also a strong-willed child. So she's passionate, she's loud, she's emotional, she's a deep thinker, and she is stubborn as a bull with her feet in dried cement. And I have felt so many times just on the verge of losing myself to this tiny little three-year-old that seems to be oftentimes stronger than me, willing to lose. She's willing to get that spanking or willing to lose the TV privileges if she feels that what she's fighting for is worth dying for, and she will. And then when you're all out of options, you're like, what do I do now? You're three. How have I been beaten by a three-year-old? Well, in my parenting journey, as I've sought the Lord, because I've been at my wit's end, he has shown me some ugly truths about myself. I want to insert a little side note and let you know that anytime the Lord shows you something about yourself that's wrong or sinful or broken or whatever, he does so in a redemptive fashion. You should never be afraid of exposing your dirtiness to the Lord. People may humiliate and shame and reject you for your sin, for your dirtiness, your vulgarness, your wickedness, your addictions. But God, when we are open with him about who we really are, he is redemptive. And he is the only person that I know that every time I have accepted and repented of a sin in my life, he's been the one that's lifted my head. The one that shows me my sin is the one that lifts my head. So I want to encourage you to run full speed ahead and face every 
sin and hang up that he shows you with great fervor because the Lord that shows you your sin will also be the one that lifts your head. The Lord has shown me my lack of humility. Let's first establish what humility is. Humility is power under control. But to me, it feels so threatening. It takes me back to my past when I felt powerless and so desperately needed to be seen, heard, and respected. It feels angering and like I'm allowing myself to be taken advantage of. Or like I'm begging or I'm being pitiful and desperate. But I reject this. I know that this is the human view of humility. No one likes to submit themselves to God or to others. We want to be in control. We desire to be elevated, assured of our of our value, and receive the praise of our peers. This is a vicious cycle that has constantly this is a vicious cycle that has to constantly be going in order to keep us from falling apart. We must be validated. We must be valued. We must receive praise. And if we don't, internally we fall apart. And if you are anything like me, then your past makes it particularly difficult for you to even believe that you matter to begin with. And then the waiting for people to validate your worth and your dignity ends up to throw you all in this never-ending pit that unless you can learn to submit to God and ultimately to man, you'll never be lifted from. Submission says, I surrender to God and his truth. This surrender ushers in trust, which is faith in an unseen God and his unseen ways. And it ultimately moves us from the acceptance of God's working to the expectation of him restoring our freedom. Helping us to find rest and peace in submitting to God and man. I want to read you three verses that have encouraged me as I am seeking to live a life of humility. The first one is Isaiah 30, 22, and it says, pardon me, Isaiah 30, 15. For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest, you shall be saved. In quietness and in trust shall be your strength. But you were unwilling and you said, no, we will flee upon our horses. Therefore, you shall flee away and we will ride upon swift steeds. Therefore, your pursuers shall be swift. This verse speaks to the salvation and the quietness and the strength that the Lord wants to give us. The Lord wants and waits to be gracious to you. But when we are unwilling to be humble and to submit to God's ways and what he's told us to do, and we do it in our own strength, 
Our pursuers will be swift. And we will be conquered. And we will remain in the same pit that we have always been in. The way to freedom is to humbly submit to the Lord. And as he leads us to submit to man. Remembering that humility is power under control. The next verse I want to read you is Matthew 26, 39 and 42. And going a little farther, he fell on his face and he prayed, My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. In verse 42, again, for the second time, he went away and he prayed, My father, if this cannot pass, Unless I drink it, your will be done. This is talking about Jesus in the garden praying before his crucifixion. And what this shows us, again, is a perfect picture of humility and submission. That even Jesus, when he walked in human flesh, offered up to God the Father. And sometimes we walk through the difficult thing. But we can know that whether it is peace or calamity, if we are following and submitting to God's will, then there is no safer place to be. And although it was the most terrible thing that Jesus endured, his crucifixion on the cross, it was the will of God and it was the way to glory. And Jesus was strengthened to do what God had asked him and called him to do. The last verse I will read is James 4, 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. God is very clear that the key to victory is to submit ourselves to God. And then to resist the devil. But if we are not submitted to God, how can we resist anything? For we, apart from God, are sinful, wicked human beings, only able to satisfy our own perverse desires and lusts of our flesh. So submission and humility are key to walking in victory. I hope that this podcast has encouraged you. And I hope you'll check out my website, www.weedsseedsbeautifulthings.com. Tell your family and friends about this podcast. Spread the word. I greatly appreciate it. And I'm so thankful for you, my listeners. Be sure to listen in next time and follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things.